eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you out there, everybody. And now we do a podcast for you to get you off and on your way. Hell, you're probably going to the airport right now because you're probably flying to Birmingham to see Grandma. And if not, maybe you're driving down to Philly to see Aunt Martha. So we'll entertain you. At least we'll try for the next hour. What's up, Alan? Man, you've got to be a crazy person if you're traveling for Thanksgiving, other than getting in a car. Like, if you're going to the airport... Today's not a great day to be flying, though I will tell you, I've said this before, I do want to start going to Dallas every year. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the Wednesday travel. Like, I'm going to have to suck it up, and I'm going to have to deal with the lines. The way I look at it, 6 a.m. flight, have to take Wednesday off. Right. And then just deal with what it is. Just deal, Jerry. You know what's weird? I feel like, and I know the Cowboys play every Thanksgiving. uh, Yeah. I feel like it's more of a Lions Thanksgiving. Well, they've been doing it since 1930. I forget what year. I think the 30s. So I think it'd be kind of cool to go to all, to Detroit for Thanksgiving. Go ahead. Go on. Don't you try that next year? I do not want to I spend have... my Thanksgiving in Detroit. No interest in going to see the Lions. Hmm. As much as I like them now as with Dan Campbell, I'm not. I'll probably I would not ruin my Thanksgiving by watching the Lions. I'll probably never be in Detroit in my life. Mm, like, why would I go there? Unless it's show related. It's the only reason I was there. Covered the Super Bowl. Yeah, like we're not, they're not getting another Super Bowl in my in I my not, I wouldn't think so. career span. They kept us. I was with Burkhart in that Super Bowl too. Yeah, and that was actually a lot of fun that that year. But they had us out by Auburn Hills, Auburn Hills, which is where uh, where the Pistons used yeah, to play. The Palace at not Auburn Hills, exactly in Detroit or near Ford Field. We had to take a remember we had to take the the Super Bowl shuttle, and it was like thirty five minutes. It was brutal, and there are casinos in Detroit. So there was the one night that um, me and Kevin were out gambling late, and we missed, we almost missed the last shuttle back to the hotel. And that was a, before Uber was a thing. Yeah, it would have been. I don't know what we honestly. I don't know what we would have done. We would have been stuck in Detroit. 
back, uh, you know, being stuck in Detroit. It's scary. Yeah, it was probably January of 06. Yeah. I mean, Eminem wrote songs about how dangerous Detroit is, Jerry. You're right. You'd yeah, be you're careful. Right. That's true. Jerry, I got an email from a fella named Dave Stein. Hello, Dave Stein. Who is a longtime podcast listener. Okay. And he uh, oftentimes will send me uh, things that he wants me to answer via email or on the show. And a lot of times I just answer them via email. Right. But uh, I'm going to read this. It's actually a little lengthy. I'll try to, like, skim through it. But he says, hey, it's me, Dave. As I'm making my way through older post-game podcasts and warm-up shows. That's cool. Through my truck of Al and Jerry content, early shows, pre-Gina, pre-Healthy Al, pre-COVID, post-COVID, current shows, I've noticed that the content trajectory has been very interesting. It seems that originally the premise of the podcast was to discuss topics that were left unexplored on the Boomer and Carton show. That was the that was, I remember why going back and why listening to the first one and telling you how terrible it was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then it somehow transitioned to interesting and funny stories with you and Jerry providing your trademark reactions. And then it seems, although I can't seem to pinpoint when it took place, that the podcast transitioned to the life of Alan Jerry, where you'll talk about what's happening in and around your lives. Mm-hmm. Being that, being that so, I wanted to know if these transactions were deliberate and calculated, or was it organic and it was just the natural ebb and flow of doing a podcast with the same partner almost daily for years? You mean transactions? You mean transitions? Uh, I don't know if these transactions. Yeah, transitions, okay. I suppose. So he's saying when we first began this podcast, Jerry, it was things that Boomer and Carton didn't get to mm-hmm. that I had on the on show, the show sheet. sheet. Then it transitioned into uh, weird stories that we would then come, news stories. And now it's just transitioned to us talking about uh, just Life. things that pop up. Pretty much, yeah. And was this deliberate? Well, you'd have to answer that yeah. because that's the thing. When you're not here, and then I realize when I come in at 10 o'clock, oh, F, I have to come up with topics because I don't have time. I'm editing yeah, all morning. Yeah, you very busy. I'm writing. I'm trying to figure stuff out. And then I decompress at 9.53 and then I realized, all right, now we got to do a podcast. Um, you're the one that really comes up with the topics. So yeah. I don't. I think it's been pretty natural. I don't think that was deliberate on your part, but you'd have to answer that question. Yeah, I would say that the first part when we were going to do stories that Boomer and Carton didn't it cover. Yeah, because I had this idea. Initially, the company came to went to people that worked in the company and said, hey, we're going to start doing podcasts. Do you have any ideas? And I used to sometimes get annoyed putting the show sheet together that, there would be some fun stories on there that they wouldn't do. I do remember that. I'd be like, man, this is, I would have thought for sure this would get on the show. But then the reality is day in and day out, there aren't a lot of them. Right. It's random. It's random. So we found that that wasn't going to fly as a, as a thing. Then at the same time, we, the company was subscribing to a show prep service called the locker room. Mm -hmm. And it was sports stories. And then, kind of strange stories, which is where I was getting all the strange stories mm-hmm. from. About the sex museum in Brazil. or Yeah, was, yeah, right? yeah. This was like a show prep service, yeah. but you had to pay for it. And eventually the company said, what are we paying for this for? And I couldn't argue with them. I was like, ah, they said, do you use this? I said, well, I do use it for the podcast, but I am not using it for the mm-hmm. morning show anymore. 
And the New York Post was starting to actually cover all of those stories, but they'd get them like a day later. Correct. Or two days later, which made me think they maybe were using the same mm-hmm. service. Um, And then when that went away, I don't know, they just wasn't. And you started jotting down notes. Then I just started jotting down things that I thought of that I would like to discuss with you. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it happened. Pretty much. So it wasn't deliberate. No, very organic, actually. It was organic, that's, that's yeah. Overused often, and I also days. sometimes you just you yeah you just don't want to do the same things all the time. I guess. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. That's what I mean. Like that's yeah, and sometimes like the 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 weird stories were kind of getting to be very similar. Now I do miss the Pornhub studies because that was really I don't know where this website was getting them. Right, right. But I don't see those replicated anywhere. I wonder if we Googled Pornhub Studies. Research, yeah. yeah. You might find it. How about this one, Jerry? This is a difficult one. I may continue to this. It's a little insulting. Okay. Also, oh, the, the email? This is the email. Also, I wanted to point out that I feel the comedic element, which, it, which was inherently there while discussing weird and wild stories, is now somewhat missing. And I miss that aspect a little on the current shows. Please don't take this slight critique the wrong way, as I'm still a daily listener and still find it entertaining, enjoyable, but and boring, relatable. Apparently. We still have plenty of penis drops that Eddie grabs from this. We do. But they come from... Stories. Yeah, from from natural things. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's part of this. And as you just pointed out, you don't have that service anymore where we don't get a lot of the stories. Yeah. You know what's... Um, off the beaten path, but a related, um, a current event story. Okay. Remember the, remember the plane woman? Yes. So she's from Texas. So this is the woman, Jerry, to refresh people's memories. That she was seeing ghosts or something or dead people. I forget what it was. She went viral because she was yes. uh, leaving an airplane or was told to get off the airplane. Correct. And she was pointing in the back of the plane saying that guy is not real. Exactly. Okay. I want to pull up her name because, you know, she was on an in-studio mm-hmm. on our sister station in Dallas. Okay. Because, yesterday. Oh, because here's what's interesting. Prior to that, she was on multiple Barstool podcasts. Oh, was she really? Yeah. Okay. She I, was on I, Pardon My Take, and then she was on Microdosing is another one of their podcasts. Okay. I wasn't aware of this. Yeah. So maybe she's now, is she making the rounds? I guess. I mean, they had her on because she's from Texas. Okay. Um, I got to tell you, she comes across incredibly likable. Yeah. And, like, she she tells the story about how um, she scrubbed her social media immediately. Her name is Tiffany Gomez. That's it. That's her name. Um, As soon as this happened, she just wanted it to go away. And so as soon as... She saw the story. She figured, let me just get rid of everything. I don't I don't need this. I don't want this. It, it is what it was. So she got rid of Instagram. She got rid of Twitter. Everything. And about three weeks after it happened, somehow it resurfaced, and her friends started bombarding her with it. And then she started seeing it get bigger and bigger. And millions of, I think, I forget what the number was, but the amount of views this video has gotten, I think, I think she said 150 million views. Something like that. She was such a good sport, though, because they were asking her tough questions like, how did you deal with it? Or, and she's like, you know, at, a, at some point you just start laughing at it. I, there's nothing else you can do. 
you can't take it down. It's going to live forever. I feel bad for my family. <laughs> like I, it, it's worth. I really, and maybe you saw it on Barstool. I didn't. I only saw cl- uh, like a clip or two on Barstool. I saw about 10, 12 minutes of this yesterday. I was oddly engaged by it. Yeah. Her. Did, I don't know. Did she explain what she saw? Because I, I never really saw that. So I got into it a little. It was, they had started already. I saw like the middle part. They might have asked her that. I don't know. I saw the part where they were really talking to her about how she dealt with the criticism, how she dealt with the five minutes of internet fame, if that's what you want to call it, all the mockery, all the late-night jokes about her. They were really talking about how she dealt with all that crap. I didn't see the beginning or the end, so I don't know if that was brought up in the very beginning. Because one of the clips that I saw of her with on Pardon My Take, she, she was kind of explaining that she didn't mean when she was pointing, because you never see who she's pointing right, at. Right, right, right. And she was pointing saying, that guy's not real. Or that M- mm-hmm. MF's not real. I forget what she said. She was trying to explain that she didn't mean that it wasn't a real human being. Just that what he was saying to her wasn't real. So like he was being a phony. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. But still confusing to me. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and it and the video makes her look like a kook. Yes. And the, the fun, again, she handled it well. Yeah. But like the fan in Dallas put out. We have the crazy plane lady. Right. So she reposted it. She goes, hey, great to be on with you guys, but if you wouldn't mind, could we drop the crazy part out of this? LOL. But I'm sure she's like, come on, guys. Like, I just sat there for an hour with you. I'm not nuts. But I wonder why she decided to start going on shows now because it did die down. I don't know. My guess would be because she's now got a Twitter page again. Oh, okay. My my thinking would be she's very attractive. She is. My thinking would be maybe you capitalize on it now. I don't know. Maybe she starts a YouTube channel. Who the hell knows? But it was very, it was, I don't know. I was, I was oddly drawn to it as I was listening to it. I thought you would like it. Let me see if she's on. Uh, or I think what, Instagram she's on too. Let's see. Let's see what type of followers. Because we always say how now it's hard to get followers on, on Instagram if you're starting fresh. Yeah, sure. Tiffany. G-O-M-A-S. So, yep. She has 134,000 followers. Wow. She uh, lists herself as a Texas girl, Jerry, as mm-hmm. you said. Real estate, marketing, viral personality. She was that. Yeah. That is very true. And she has, uh, Jerry, if you're wondering, she has a, uh, a ugly sweater for Christmas for sale mm-hmm. on the bar stool oh, okay. thing. That MFR's not real. And she's, <laughs> and she's pointing to a picture of a sleeping Santa on an airplane. That's funny. <laughs> That's awesome. That is funny. Yeah. That's creative. Yeah. She is attractive, though, Jerry. You're she's right. Very, she's very pretty. Oh, my. Yeah, very pretty. Oh, yeah. So Would I, you enjoy, buy, I would, enjoyed that. Now, it says here she's re- into real estate, which means she must be a real estate agent. Would Either you... that or the real estate porn genre. Ha, ha, ha. No, <laughs> of course, real estate agent. Would you trust buying a home from her, or would you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would? Yes. I would not judge her on that one video. Of course I would. Would it be, you'd be like, hey, you know who my real estate agent is? Yeah. The crazy plane lady. Yes, but I wouldn't call her the crazy plain lady because could you put up a good face? Yes. I genuinely felt watching that, that she's very normal, that this was just one weird moment that yeah. got captured and makes her look like a lunatic. That's fair. And like she said, it's only a piece of right. of the thing. Yeah. 
would you, when you, how did you pick your real estate agent when you bought and sold your homes? Uh, at first, the first uh, first go round was a good fr- uh, an old friend of Kim's parents, so he helped us um, when we moved to down to brick. So somebody very experienced. Yeah, yeah. He had been in the business for probably forty years. He was an Damn. older he was an older man. Yeah. Then when we were moving out of brick, he was a few years older, and he actually didn't have the energy to. And he gave us to one of the guys in his offices, and he was good. He was really good. Then this last time we moved, we went with a friend of Kim's, and she woman was great. Yeah, I wonder, like, if you're a, a brand new real estate agent, because a lot of people go into real estate. Yeah. Would you, would you trust a newer real estate agent? Do you think it matters, or it doesn't matter if you know what no, you want to get? Growing pains. Like, if you have a real estate agent that don't know what they're doing, they can cost you money and a bid. How so, you think? So I was trying to figure this Um, out. Like, if you go with a younger real estate agent. I think if you have, this is just my opinion. I think there are certain contacts you have that will tip you off to homes that are coming on the market. Oh, that are not there yet, right. I think if you're trying to sell a house, they might have contacts that they have a bigger client base that are looking for homes. That like I, I will tell you right now, the house we sold before we moved into this house, we were I don't think we were on the market for twelve hours. She had two clients looking for homes. One made an offer the first time through, and it was like that was it. Now we still put it on the market, and people came and and saw the house, and we got a couple of offers, but they were very similar to her her other clients. So since she had worked with them already, we took them. We knew they were good. So I, there's just little things, you know, when you got the home inspection, some home inspectors will tell you that your house is a, is basically going to turn into dust in the wind, as Kansas once wrote. Yep. Because um, they just panic over everything. Then there are others like, I've been doing this a long time. The house is fine. Just worry about that. I just think it's experience. Yeah. Doesn't mean I wouldn't use them, but if you're asking the benefit of using someone more experienced, I think that would be Yeah. It. That's why I think it's tough. And that's why I think so many people drop out of being real estate agents. Because it's you, you got to weather not the making early any storm. money for a while. Yeah, and it's then getting easy. clients that will then recommend you. Yeah, or you can just get billboards every four miles on the turnpike, like our guy Rob. Rob sells New Jersey. Who has a billboard where I think he's dressed like a turkey, right now. Oh, he's got a he's he's I got it so. for the holidays. That or he's dressed like Santa. I forget. There's a holiday one right now. Okay, that's up for him that I saw somewhere in New Jersey yesterday. Yeah. I saw the way that worked, or we figured out the way that works, is that Rob just has a bunch of guys, men and women, that work under him. So he takes all the leads from his billboards. Then he portions them out, and he probably gets a little kickback on each one, which is a great idea. He give you permission to tell people that. No, I'm saying I'm trying to. That's that's the only way you could do it because he's <gasps> he's up and down the he's entire state. The he can't yeah. be everywhere, Jerry. Oh, he is he is all over the place. You ain't kidding. Yeah, but that's like a great idea. I want a billboard. Like, I saw a billboard on the Garden State Parkway for, like, a local gun shop. Yeah. How are they affording that billboard? I don't I know. I want a billboard. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's all that expensive. It has to be, though. Right, like... Like, what would you say is not all that expensive? Okay, so you're saying I get a billboard on the turnpike for... Now, um, it's a flip billboard. So uh, it's not like it just... It's probably up there for four or five seconds and it goes to the next one. But I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm going to say for a month... Five grand. 
so roughly, let's see. So that would be a hundred dollars a day would be three thousand. So you're saying about a uh, roughly a buck forty a day. Yeah. Yeah, that's too much money for me. Yeah, it still seems like a lot. It is a lot. But how is a gun? How would a gun shop? Like, how much money is a gun shop bringing in monthly? I don't know. Maybe he feels like it, I'll put these out just for this month. Maybe people remember it when they want to get themselves a gun. Yeah, I guess you, you make the one investment of five or ten thousand dollars. But then once it's the advertising done, it's done. Right. And if you don't gain any clients, you just burn through ten grand. Yeah. Advertising's funny like that. Right, because they say with advertising that it's repetition. Yeah, it's not right? a one-hit wonder. It's not a, you can't just run. That's why I don't even think like in in any of the things. Like if you wanted to buy a commercial on the radio, you wanted to buy a commercial on cable, they're not going to sell you one commercial because they know it's not going to work because it doesn't work that way. Right, so then you run into this problem then. So there's a balance between only running a couple and then running too many or or naming rights. So, for instance, City Field. Yeah. City Field is named after City. Do you even think of that? No. Neither do I. When you need a credit card, do you think I'm going to get a City card because of City Field? No. So how is that working? I was thinking, like, people were trashing MetLife Stadium today. Same thing. Like, MetLife. What? I don't even know what it is. Was it insurance? I, I think they're insurance. Yeah. I, I, I always think that naming rights is a terrible way to go. Like, I think if you took that money that you're putting into naming a stadium mm-hmm. and you put that into like radio and TV commercials, the amount of exposure you could get. As opposed to just that. Just that naming right, which board, is so right. expensive. Yeah, no, I agree. It's very expensive. Very expensive. I actually can't believe that. Uh, I thought when the very beginning when they started doing naming rights that, that the media, like we wouldn't fall for that. We just call it Giant Stadium. But they call it what it is. I think you know. I think the difference is there. The f- and I, I could be wrong. There are people that still call it just the Meadowlands. There are yeah. people that still call it Giant Stadium. I do think that when you destroy a building, and then you've got two teams that get together to build a building, I think that's where the change kind of came from. That's well, that's my where it didn't on look it. right. You mean it doesn't look like the old Giant Stadium. It doesn't yeah. say Giant Stadium on it. It's MetLife Stadium that was built together by two different teams. So I think that's pro- now some people do call it that, but I, the large majority of people do call it MetLife. Yeah, so. yeah. I was uh, just very surprised about it. like AT and T Stadium. I'd still call it Texas Stadium. Well, it was never Texas Stadium. It was Cowboy Stadium. Texas Stadium was in Irving. That's what I mean. I'd still call it that Texas Stadium. Even from they could have. You know, the one thing I did like, I love the fact that the Yankees have never changed the name of their stadium. Yes. And when AT&T Stadium went up, for the first four or five years, it was Cowboy Stadium. He didn't have – Jerry Jones did not take on a title sponsor. And I thought that was awesome. And then he signed a mega deal with AT&T, and that was over. I actually like the way the Chiefs did it. I couldn't agree more. They have some sort of sponsorship with I don't even know, Blank Field. Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Geha Field at, at Arrowhead, Arrowhead stadium. stadium. So we still say it's Arrowhead Stadium. Which is where I think the Yankees could do it. Yeah. Like you could – there's no reason why you couldn't call it – Whatever, Budweiser Field at Yankee Stadium. Yes. That's fine. That's much better. It's still Yankee Stadium. Right, and then the signage all in there is Budweiser and whatever your sponsor is. I I agree. But it's not like you're still saying, I just, I miss those days of calling the stadium like Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego. You're not wrong. Dodger Stadium. You're right, though. Some of the greats are still Dodger Stadium, Fenway Park, Wrigley Field. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Although Wrigley was a sponsor. That's true. But that, they owned it, They though, were the right? family, though, right. that owned it, yeah. Right. True. Hmm. All right, Jerry. That's it? That's it. Let's do the... No sex stories today? Yeah, I got nothing for you. Uh, it's lacking comedy, as our friend Dave Stein <laughs> said. <laughs> oh, by the way, I got I forgot the guy's name. I, I will do this next week. Um, a listener to the podcast okay. bought one of our puzzles, Oh, put the puzzle together, and shipped it to the gym where we do cornhole. Uh, apparently, he said, I guess it arrived last week. I just got it yesterday. He shipped you a puzzle, a, a completed puzzle. Our podcast puzzle that we okay. created. Looks awesome. He did a great job with it. And then four pages of letters. Ooh. So we have to sift through some of that next week. Okay. I forgot to bring them in. I just picked it up yesterday. So And I forgot his name, but I have it written down. So we will get into that on Monday. All right. I'll ch- I'd like to check that out. So I'd like to thank him, and yeah. we'll go over some of his notes. All right. Very good. Until then, we'll see you uh, as the uh, warm-up show and the post-game podcast on Monday. That's right. You'll be hosting Friday. I will be here Friday the morning Geo with Presti, Correct. With CeeLo. Okay. Well, we'll see you then. So, so, so. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock. It is a Wednesday, but it's not a normal Wednesday. It's a football Wednesday. Why is that? Because we got three games tomorrow. The guys aren't here Friday, so football Wednesday. You're not Eddie Scazzeri. All right, Fleegs, nice to see you. And across from me, his name is Al Michael Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. It is a Friday. No, it's, it's a Wednesday. Thir- it's a it Wednesday. feels like a Friday. feels like a Friday. I got uh, lucky this morning in the pouring, windy rain. My dog decided she only needed to run out and urinate and not walk me all over the neighborhood. Right, so sure. that was good. I got off to a great start. I got here early, Jerry. Uh, I'm looking. There doesn't appear to be a dominant sports story of the day. A lot of football stuff, I would say. But is there like a real like... Well, I would. here's what I would tell you. You've got uh, Mike Tomlin saying Mike Tomlin things. You've got uh, the Jets playing Friday. Daniel Jones had surgery. And the Barry Sanders documentary came out yesterday, which was pretty good, actually. Did you watch any I of did. it? I did. Not all of it. It's, it's 90 minutes. I watched an hour 10. Okay. I got about 20 minutes to finish. And it reconfirmed what I thought when I used to watch him. Which is what? I've never seen anything like him. 
did we get any answers as to why he retired? So I got 20 minutes to go. Yeah. But it basically sounds like from the hour 10 that I watched, number one, he was all about winning, didn't care about individual accolades. All right, great. When the Lions started dismantling the team, it really put him off. Like all his guys that they thought they could still win with, were basically not being re-signed or traded. And he looked around the room like, who are these guys? And it was, you know, had enough. And they're also the um, the Mike Utley uh, paralysis. And uh, there was another one that season when he went over the 2,000 yards. I'm, I'm forgetting his name. That shook him too. So I think the risk-reward, he basically said, I'm good. I'm out. Yeah, I got to the point where they started um, – showing fans back then that were pissed at him for walking away. But his father was a huge star in this thing from back in the day. I didn't realize he was like a, um, what's Ball's father's name? What's his name? Lamelo Ball's father? His, yeah, Alonzo Ball. What's his name? Uh, whatever. Yeah. Remember how like front and center he was? I didn't realize if you were in Detroit back then, Barry Sanders' dad was front and center. Ooh, yeah, we didn't realize that because we weren't there. Yeah, very. It was interesting, though. Great clips, good footage. Um, Sanders talking today. They had Sanders back then. It was it was good. All right, I will check that out on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I, th- I think I think as a as an old NFL fan, I think you will like it. And here's the best. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question. So Barry Sanders joins the Lions, and it's so funny because it opens with his first game. He wasn't supposed to play because I guess he, it took him a while to sign. But the crowd is so pissed in the first game they finally throw him in in the fourth quarter. But whatever they show you. The Pontiac Silverdome for the season opener, 25,000 fans. Nice. It was cavernous. Yeah, because that was a huge place. There was nobody there. It was pretty funny. So that's how, that's one of the opening scenes. But anyway, could you tell me, because I don't even, never even heard of this guy, who the Lions quarterback was in uh, Barry Sanders' rookie season? Greg Landry. No, but we did see him. Okay. That was a name I did see on the back of a jersey. Who? I should have looked up his name. Gagliano? Never heard of him. Me neither. He was the quarterback on opening day, and it looked like through several games that season. Gagliano? Ga- something like Never Gagliardi, heard of you, sir. Gagliano. And they had Rodney Pete who oh, was yeah. interviewed. I remember Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete's on the Reco diet. Oh, is that right? He got a little heavy. Got a little plump. He doesn't look like Rodney Pete. Yeah. At all. Yeah, he did. Uh, I remember after he retired, he got a little... Thick. No, no, he got thicker. Thicker than a snicker. He looks like me. Well, you don't look thick. Yeah, not great. No one not would great. look at you and go, Jerry's fat. No mm. one would. No one does that. Okay. Well, I'll just say Rodney Pete does not look like Rodney Pete. All right, in his playing days. Because if you look at Rodney Pete and Troy Aikman drafted in the same draft class, who do you take? Rodney Pete, Troy Aikman, and you look at them now, one has taken care of himself a little bit better. And one has not. Correct. That one being Rodney Pete. But it was very good. All right, I'm going to check that out. I always feel like if something's on Amazon Prime instead of Netflix, that Netflix passed on it and it's not so good. Uh, perhaps. This is an NFL's, NFL Films production, though. Um, and I did. You're the one that told me about this. Yeah. And I put it in my phone when I saw that it was coming out on the 21st. And my phone buzzed at 4 o'clock yesterday. I'm like, oh, i got to watch this. Let me ask you this. Were there commercials in it? Okay. Because no, it's a straight 90-minute 90, 90 documentary. Okay, because Amazon Prime is going to start putting commercials and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, unless there, you pay an extra fee. It wasn't in this. Okay, good. This was, this was good. And I saw the Scott Mitchell comments, oh, which, were, which were pretty funny. I love it. 
Scott Mitchell was the quarterback uh, during some Barry Sanders years, and he took to his Facebook page, Jerry, yesterday after watching this documentary, and uh, he went off a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) He wrote, I'm so tired of hearing how I was the reason Barry Sanders never won a Super Bowl. I'm so tired of hearing how I was not a good quarterback. My only response is, F you. (laughs) That includes Eminem and Jeff Daniels. Who were both featured in this. I love I love that he's going after these people. Very wasn't it? F all of you. F all of you. Yeah, <laughs> that and then he right that includes Eminem and Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Then I love this is awesome by Scott Mitchell. He went after Barry Sanders, mm-hmm. and he wrote in his ten year career he won one playoff game, and the only reason he didn't win more was everyone else's problem. Then he says. How many yards did Barry have in the playoffs in 94, 95, 97? I'll give you a hint. Not very many. (laughs) And then Pro Football Talk went and grabbed the statistics. In the playoff game in 1994, Barry. Against who? uh, I don't remember. I don't have the opponent. 12 yards. Minus one yard. I do. Was that against the Packers? Not sure. I feel like that was a Packer game. In 1995, he had 40 yards. And in 1997, which I think was against the Buccaneers, he had 65 yards. Okay. So get lost, Barry Sanders. Yes, it was the Packers. Minus four total yards rushing. I love it. Yes, I do remember that. They totally stacked the box, and he won't beat them. Then he went after Wayne Fonts, who said uh, they were still alive. Is that right? Yeah, he's in How's he looking? Old. White hair, gray hair, fella. Well, he kind of had grayish hair even when he was coaching. He had salty hair, I would say. Salt. Blackish, gray, salty hair. He he looks old. Okay. He does. Well, he probably is old, right? Yeah. he ha- Yeah, I mean, if the 1990, he was it's 33 years ago, so yeah. he was 50. He's got to be in his 80s now. Yes. So uh, I guess he was saying in the documentary that they tried to get uh, Joe Montana later in his career, and they tried to get Warren Moon later in his career to try to help Barry Sanders. Yep. To which Scott Mitchell said, hey. Thanks for having my back, Coach. Wayne Fonts is 83. 83? Now, in fairness to Wayne Fonts, yeah. you'll remember this too. Scott Mitchell made a boatload of money off of a couple of games with the Dolphins and wasn't very good. He wasn't. Did he Did he go from, he went from the Dolphins to the Lions or Lions was to the Dolphins? Was there somewhere? No, I thought it was, didn't he? Oh, maybe I got that wrong. I thought he went from, I thought he filled in with the Dolphins, had a couple of good games, got a big contract with the Lions. You're telling me it was the other way? I thought it was the opposite, but oh, maybe take a look, way. Jerry. You might be right. By the way, th- speaking about uh, uh, fellas who blowed up as they got older, yeah, he got very large. Scott Mitchell? Yeah. No kidding. Uh, he was with the Dolphins first, uh, then the Lions, then the Ravens, then the Bengals. Yeah, I don't even remember the other. I just remember Dolphins, Lions. Well, give me, give me like his, I'm sure his first year he might have been okay. Give me some stats. From if you have that, all right, Jerry. Some stats. Because let's be that. honest. I mean, I I'm with, I I applaud him for standing up for himself. He's not wrong. Yeah. But when we're talking about Joe Montana, Warren Moon, Scott Mitchell, an old Imus line, which doesn't belong and why? He threw for uh, forty three hundred yards in nineteen ninety five. That's not bad at he all. He threw for. 30. Touchdowns and interceptions, though. All right, you want a touchdown-interception yeah. ratio? How about this one? In 1995, 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's with the Lions? Yeah. That's it's really good, actually. It's okay. really good. That's better than 95. I remember. That's outstanding. Yeah, not bad. No, that's outstanding. No, I, I picked out just a like, couple. That of, would be good today. 
in today's yes. NFL, let alone back then when the rules weren't the way they were for the offense to really score. How about this, Jerry, on his Wikipedia page? when you, I love scrolling down to personal yeah. life. I love to get into people's business. In February of 2008, Scott Mitchell... No, I'm sorry. In 2014, 2014, Scott Mitchell weighed in at 366 pounds. Really? Yeah. He was a contestant on season 16 of The Biggest Loser. You're kidding. Yeah. Wow, okay. How's he Mm -hmm. doing? Does it say how he's done since? Is he all right? It doesn't say, Jerry. That's where his personal life uh, thing ends. But maybe we'll hear more from him now that he's ticked off at Barry Sanders. You might. You might. Because I would think... This is not exactly a day chock full of sports from last yeah. night. I would think that this would be a topic, maybe not a main topic, but a topic in several different places. Yes, definitely. Detroit would be all. He'd be a great guy to get on. This. Yeah. He just rails on Barry Lion, Barry Sanders and yeah. the Lions. Ah, Barry Sanders stinks. Hey, Wayne Fonts, old win? man, you suck too. <laughs> <laughs> you people made me gain three hundred six. I uh, ballooned up to three hundred sixty-six pounds. Holy cow! I do remember him on The Biggest Loser. Yeah, I, I don't really think I ever watched that show. Yeah, I used to like to watch that show, but that was when we were still all watching kind of the same shows. People, yeah. Now you watch. God knows what people are watching. Exactly. Seven thousand different platforms to watch TV. Now I got to. And that's the bad thing about this Barry Sanders documentary being on Amazon Prime. It's not something I ever really go to to browse. I don't either, but I don't either. I only did it because of you. Right. So I'll have to remember now. Yeah. Barry Sanders. Sure. Where I'll find the time to watch this, Sherry? I don't know. How about sometime between now and Monday, where you have very little to do except for dinner tomorrow. All right, I could do that. I could probably fit that in. <laughs> you can, and this is right up your alley, too. Yeah. 90 minutes. 90 minutes, perfect. This is not six parts. This isn't four hours. It's 90 minutes. All films, including theatrical releases of superhero movies, all, 90 minutes. Um, if I you, hear you cannot tell your story in 90 then minutes, get out. you stink. Yeah, I hear you. But you know what it is, Jerry? They charge you now like $20 to go to the movies. They feel like they got to keep you there for three hours. Right, so we throw in some nonsense in the middle. Yeah, it's just, come on. I need 90 minutes in, out. That's why I like the Woody Allen films. The Woody Allen movies were done in 90 minutes every time, and it was a perfect, I could... Give me a Woody Allen film. Annie Hall. Didn't see it. Manhattan. Didn't see it. Hmm. Anything recent? Match Point. No. That was what Scarlett Johansson when she was smoking hot, Jerry. She's not anymore? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> I mean, no, Jerry, she was like really spoken. Hot. Okay. She went with a shorter haircut now. I, I like a I like a long flowing locks. Match point uh, it was two thousand five. <laughs> That's what I said. Very she? recent, Jerry. Well, how old was she? I back don't know. Then? What is this? Twenty twenty three? Yeah, we're in twenty twenty three now. Okay, so she She's probably is... like uh twenty years old. Dude. What? She was 16. No, she you wasn't. Pop- she was making out in that movie. I'm telling you right now. Match she is, point. She is 39. Okay. This movie was made in 2000. <laughs> what did I just say? 2005. <laughs> Come on. So she, no, 2003. What year was this movie? Whatever. She. Let's put it this way. She wasn't 30. No, she wasn't 30. She was in her teens. Hold on. And she was like 20 or 21. 20 or 21, that's fine. 20 or 21 is fine. I, I had... was much younger as well, Jerry. She okay. was only 19 when she did Match Point. Oh, my. okay, fine. I said 22. She was 18. Dun, dun, dun. How about that? Woody Allen is like, let me, let me get this 19-year-old hottie in well, this film. He's had those issues too, yes. right? Yeah. Woody Allen thought she was almost too old for the role, Jerry, <laughs> at 19, quote, unquote. 
Well, well, I don't. I'm assuming it was a tennis movie. Yeah. Well, tennis was oh. the background, but okay. it was shot in black and white. She is beautiful in it. Well, we this, should all be 19, Jerry. Uh, all of us. You said yesterday you don't want to be 19 again. Yeah. I too many, what too many life decisions to make at 19. I guess. You know what I mean? It'd be nice to be young and not have... I think I have sciatica in my leg. That's what uh, a couple people told me. You don't get that at 19, Jerry. No, I'd never heard of that before. No. But people described it perfectly to me on Twitter. The shooting pain down your leg? Well, Ah. my lower leg, yeah. I blame driving. You know why? Because we use that one right foot to do the the gas brake. Gas brake. I have a five-speed. Well, I'm saying you're so you're using both Both. feet. So, yeah, you should probably have sciatica on both of your legs. (laughs) Jerry, if someone went to steal your car, they'd be like, how do I drive I this agree. thing? And I've, I have brought my car to valet places. Yeah. Not often, but it does, Borgata at one point. Uh, no, Harris. I brought it to the, uh, and the guy looked at me, he goes, you got to be kidding me. He goes, hold on. I'm like, I had to call a guy over to that take get my the car. One, the yeah. one stick shift driver? I, well, yes, the one guy that could do it. I used to love a stick shift. Well, you know what's cool about it too? Sometimes because they can't drive it, they say, just pull it over here. Yes, And perfect. then it doesn't go anywhere. And then when Perfect. I'm done, my car's ready. But I, I would fear that somebody who didn't know how to drive a stick shift would, would be go afraid. Through the windshield. Would be afraid <laughs> to tell you they don't know how, and they'd be like grinding your gears. I do like when we used to drive in together. When you has to go, you would have to go move your cars. It was like you were you were getting your skills back. Yeah, I had a, when I would move your car uh, for parking. Yeah, I'd go out there with the stick shift. Back in the day, you think I, I you think I could hop in a stick shift right now and drive it? Yeah. Me too. It would take you 30 seconds to figure out. The biggest thing now I think you got to figure out with the five-speed is where is the reverse. <laughs> yes. Like even my car, when I first got in it, I couldn't figure it out, and I didn't realize you had to push down and then into first gear. Oh. That took me a minute to yeah. to realize what that was. Other than that, yeah, you're fine. I could drive that. Of course you could. I bet that'd be impressive. I bet I'd probably impress somebody if it that. I'd be like, let me drive this. Who are you trying to impress? Do you think if I went to go look for a sports car, like you could probably get a Porsche they oh, probably yeah, are still yeah, yeah. stick shifts. Yes. Do you think they're worried like when people go to yes, uh, drive one? I do. Be like, I think do the first know? thing they're going to ask you is, can you drive this? It's, of course I could drive this, man. I'm a man. $100,000 car. They don't want to see you drop the transmission mm. in the uh, end in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't realize this was a stick shift. <laughs> right. We're dropping the uh, the plow like I did on the Garden State Parkway back in the day with the Jeep I bought. If having you get, not known how to drive a five-speed. Yeah. If you get a Porsche... You have to get that in a stick shift. Right? I'm with you. These automatics. Ugh. Yeah, come on. And the paddle shifters. I have that yeah, on my not car. The same thing. I've never that even is touched not them. The same thing. No, you got to put that in. You got to clutch it. Mm. And I like the ones that are low. Yeah, not the high, not the high five speed gear, like the low gear. Yeah, you just looks. I don't know. You get the high ones in like a pickup truck or in a jeep. In order to jeep. Yes, those are weird. I feel like I'm a mail carrier. Yeah, mm, let me go deliver some packages. <laughs> exactly. Now, there, uh, the other thing, when you first learn how to drive a stick, and you'd get you'd get at a red light on a hill, you'd be like, oh. Oh, I love that, though, because it makes people panic. As long as you're good at it, which yeah. I, at this point, for a year, I mean, I am. I love trying to, my, my son enjoys watching in the mirror. If I got someone behind me, I start letting it go back. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> people panic. Like, yes. what is this guy doing? Yeah, that, that's how I learn, though. My right. sister's ex-husband taught me how to drive a five-speed on a hill specifically so I would never be concerned right. about that. The cool part is when you can get on a hill, Jerry, and use no brake and not right. move. You just, yeah. you just balance out your two feet. Takes time, but I'm I, I, at this point, I'm pretty good at it. Here's the bad thing, though, about driving a stick. If you sprain your left ankle, you won't be able to Can't come drive. to work. That is, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like Spike's got a hip, hip uh, replacement. His feet don't work? Well, I don't know that if he'd be able to move his his whatever Good point. 
whatever foot right, his to, hip is on. It's connected. To press down. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I know it's Wednesday, but we're treating it like a football Friday. So, and we got three games tomorrow. We will give you a holiday edition of cool games coming up next. And then we got Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I would love to mosh to this, Jerry. Would you really? You want to go see them in L.A.? Will there be a mosh pit? Uh, You are not getting anywhere near a mosh pit. Yes, I am. Look at me swinging, Jerry. Yeah, you're dancing. You're not in a mosh pit. If there were people right here, I'd be elbowing them right in the face. All right, so here we are. It's week 12 in the NFL, which kicks off tomorrow. We've got three games tomorrow. You got a game Friday. You got a game Sunday. You got a game Monday. It's a lot going on here. And so since that uh, Al will not be here Friday, and there will be no warm-up show on Friday either, as a matter of fact. Look at the schedule. No warm-up show. Uh, it's it's about time that we do something that we like to call Cool Games. Thank you so much, Jerry. This is a holiday edition of Cool Games, and I hope you all enjoy this rendition. Time for Cool Games. You know that it's time for some cool games. Time your cool games, Al and Jerry, they get in your games. These are the coolest games around, Jerry. Hopefully. You'll find no cooler games yeah. this year than right here, right now. now we got to go over the rules real quick because... Tomorrow's an interesting day with three games. Yeah. And usually the idea of cool games is it's a game you want to watch start to finish, not be interrupted. There's no red zone tomorrow. What? The only, the only interruption tomorrow would be your family. Yeah, they better not so, interrupt me, Jerry. And by the way, real quick, as I Googled Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Headline, Scarlett Johansson hated Woody Allen for her makeout scene. <laughs> <laughs> In match point. All right. So we get back to cool games now. Three games tomorrow, one on Friday, a bunch on Sunday. I haven't looked. Of course, I know what tomorrow is. So this one's tricky tomorrow when you get to these three games because I think I'm going to be locked in anyway. Yeah, but is it a cool game is what we'll have to decide. Fair enough. All right, Jerry, so let's start with the Thanksgiving Day uh, games. Uh, we got the Packers at the Lions. The Lions, your traditional 1230 start a half hour earlier than usual, right? Mm-hmm. Than a normal Sunday, that's right. Right. Right, right, right. We've got Wayne Fonts and uh, Scott Mitchell leading they're, the they're Lions. They're not there anymore. They've what? Both, they've both retired. All righty. They've both retired. No, the Lions are good. The Lions are interesting. Yeah. Finally, normally we get a Lions game. This is usually the opposite team being interesting. Yeah. Normally, like, you get a Lions game on Thanksgiving. It's like, I guess I'll put it on in the background. Yeah. But it is the Green Bay Packers who 
who beat the Chargers last Sunday. Yeah. But they have been very disappointing this year. Yeah. So, unfortunately, even though this on paper and with the logos, this looks great. Yeah. Eh. Nah. It's a game we'll have on because it is Thanksgiving tradition. It will be on. And I will have it on. This is not a cool game. It's not a cool game. This is a Thanksgiving Day game. We'll watch because it's Thanksgiving. Correct. What about this one, Jerry? 430 game on Thanksgiving. Got the Washington Commanders. Well, no, not a cool game now, is it? At the Dallas Cowboys. That's a cool part of it. You know what would have been a cool game? Cowboys-Lions. Oh, Jerry, if we could only And then you that. could have played the, had the Packers play the Commanders to bore the country. Right, at a time when we'll be like, listen, well, everyone's going to have dinner at this time. Packers-Commanders will be on. No one will have to watch it, and we'll catch up later. Yeah, this is a. Yeah. This might be a good game because the Commanders in the past have played well against the Cowboys on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And certain, I mean, I know the Cowboys are 8-2 against them, but there have been a couple of games where the Washington has beaten them. But, um, yeah, no. Yeah, no, not a cool no, game. no. Uh, and the eight twenty game tomorrow, Niners at Seattle Seahawks. I'm into this game. Really? I think this is a good game. Well, I mean, you look at those the standings. Seattle's right there with San Francisco. They're right behind them. Oh, is that right? So now I'm I, not out west. I don't know what goes what on I, out there. Well, you didn't see the game Sunday, four o'clock? The Seahawks? Yeah, it was on in the back. It, it was, was on. on red zone, yeah. Um I don't know the status of Geno Smith. I he's playing. I don't know how healthy he is. But Brock Purdy had just had a perfect passer rating. The Niners seem like they're back. They made deals at the deadline. This game could go a long way in deciding the NFC West. For me, this is a cool game. All right. I think it's the best game of the three. I'm with you. Cool game then, Jerry. All right. Uh, But here's the thing. The Niners are a nasty defense. They are. And they know Geno Smith's hurt. Game's in Seattle, though. They're going to work them. But the game's in Seattle. I think that helps. Okay. All right, we got a cool game. Let's go. We've got a standalone Friday, Black Friday uh, game, Jerry. We've got the uh, Miami Dolphins taking on the Tim Boyle-led New York Jets. Right. Is this a cool game? Jerry? Enough said. What do we got Sunday? No cool game. No, there. I'm okay, sorry, Sunday. it's not. I think we're interested in New York, but this is not a good game. Sunday, one o'clock, Jerry. We've got the Tony Dungy Bowl. I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. Is this a cool game? Next, no. I've got the New England Patriots. Next. At the New York Giants. Next. I'm interested in watching Tony DeVito. I mean, Me Tommy DeVito. Sorry, not Tony. Hey, I'm sure Tony. Tony, Tony might be one of... I would almost guarantee he's got an uncle named Tony. For sure. Uh, but Tommy DeVito, I am interested in the storyline. Me too. I would like to watch him play. I would like to see him succeed and throw the ball 50 times Same. again. But I, the Patriots are so boring to watch. And, yeah. the, and the Giants have been too until last week. So, no, this is not a cool game. Not a cool game, but we're interested in Tommy DeVito. A game DeVito. I'm interested in watching, though, yeah. Steelers at Bengals, Jerry. Is this a cool game? So who's the quarterback for the Bengals now? Uh, Jake Browning. Jake Browning. Yeah, yeah I'm going to pass on that one. And the Steelers don't score. And and the Steelers don't score. Did you like the new Tomlinism that we got yesterday? What did he say? Uh, he was asked how important the next seven weeks are for Kenny Pickett. Oh, okay. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on this week in terms of the development of Kenny. You know, we're not urinating on the fire, man. What's that mean? It means, I guess, they're not trying to just win a game, like put out a fire oh, okay, and just kind of stop the bleeding. Like, he wants to win now. They want to win games this season, and they okay. expect to win. This is not a showcase for Kenny Pickett. He's their quarterback. they got to go win games now. It's not about this week. And that game is in Cincinnati for that new uh, Bengal quarterback yeah, situation. Yeah, but this is not a cool game. Not a cool game. No, it's not. Uh, i got more bad news for you then, Jerry. I've got the uh, Carolina Panthers Oh God, playing the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Worst game of the day right there. That might be the worst game of the day. How could it not be? Carolina's 1-9, and, and Tennessee's brutal. 
Now, here's one, Jerry, that for years and years and years... Oh, there's going to be a Texans game? Would be a terrible game. But? I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars in Houston to play the Texans. Hmm. Jaguars are... That game is for first place, isn't it? Ah, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're still not interesting to me. Even with Trevor Lawrence? No, but I love C.J. Stroud. love C.J. Stroud. And I, that game's in Houston where he can sling the ball all over the place indoors. That game is indeed for first place. The Jaguars are 7-3. and three, The Texans are 6-4. and four. All right, that's a cool game. I, I like this game, and I actually would watch this game. Okay, that's a cool game then. We've got, Do you realize what we just did? We made a Jacksonville-Houston game, not a game where one of them is involved. They're playing each other. Yeah. And we at, we just called it a cool game. What a strange world we're living in, And Steelers-Bengals is not. <laughs> Correct. Let's go back to July. I'm taking the odds on that. Yes. I got one more 1 o'clock game for you, Jerry, and it's not looking sweet. It's the New Orleans Saints. I'm out. At the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, oh. <laughs> Terrible. Right, 405 games. I've got the LA Rams at the... Uh, I'm trying to think where they live now. The Arizona Cardinals. No. Boy, this day sucks. Yeah, it's not looking good. All right, Jerry, here's one. If we go back old school 1980s, this would be a hell of a matchup. I've got the Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. Ernest Biner is going to put it on the carpet. The Browns scored 13 points last week and barely won. Yeah. No. But by the way, this is looking like... Could be another win for the Broncos. It might be. Like, they to be their sixth or sixth in a row or yeah, fifth in a row. I think they no, won five in a row. Fifth their it would be five. Yeah, okay. Five in a row? Right. But not a cool game. Well, the problem I have is I'm really not interested in watching the Broncos. Me neither. And then the Browns have a backup quarterback who's been okay. No. Not no, good. I would not watch this game. What about this one, Jerry? Four twenty five, where we normally get the good stuff. I've got the Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, this is a good game. Absolutely. Cool game. 100%. Cool game. Yep. All right, cool game there. Yep. What about Chiefs at the Raiders? AFC West matchup. Ironically enough, yeah. I would watch that game. You will watch this. I would. But you know what? I'll wow. tell you why. Because the Chiefs are broken right now. And it's still Patrick Mahomes, and I want to see them figure it out. And the Raiders put up a pretty good fight in Miami. And I'm intrigued by Antonio Pierce and Devontae Adams. I can't believe I'm saying this, but yes. Cool game. I, I would say so, yeah. Sunday night, Ravens, Chargers. No, I hate the Chargers. Yeah, me too. And that dolt of a head coach. I used to love no. the Chargers. Remember nope. last year, I used to love the Chargers. No, I'm not interested. And finally, Jerry, Monday night football closes out the week. I've got the Chicago Bears at the All Minnesota right, so Vikings. No, sorry. So what do we got here? Let me take a, a quick, few. Let me take a quick look. We've got Niners Seahawks on Thanksgiving. Yeah. We've got... Yeah. Jaguars Texans one o'clock on Sunday. Say that loud and proud, Al. Jags Texans one o'clock Sunday right. is in fact a cool game. Mm-hmm. I've got Bills Eagles at the four twenty five window. I've got Chiefs Raiders four twenty five window. You know what that means, Jerry? It's going to be a nice red zone opportunity for your boy over here. But you, no, no, no. You got games all over the place. No, no, I'm saying red zone opportunity, late window Sunday. Oh, I got gotcha. you. With two cool games. Fair going. enough. That's the best way to do it, Jerry. All right. That is your best way to do it. It's a Thanksgiving edition. If it's cool games, those were your cool games, Jerry. Alan Jerry just brought you a cup of cool games. Those were. 
your cool games. Alan Jerry just brought you a couple cool games. If you want to have a cool Thanksgiving, Jerry, talk politics. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say, what do you guys all think of this? Trump campaign. He's throwing drumsticks across the table at each other. I'm going to light up a cigarette, Jerry. You're not going to light up a cigarette. Because that's what's cool these days. Your parents are older. They don't need cigarette smoke in their face. Well, my father used to smoke. He, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, 40 years ago. Yeah, I'm going to get him back for all that secondhand <laughs> yeah, smoke yeah. I took in. <laughs> Payback's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, hey, Payback. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think of uh, Biden's job? <laughs> it's such an idiot. <laughs> Quick break. When we come back, a lot more to do. And then Boomer and G with six on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. It'll be a 1-1 to judge. The pitch swung on and hit. Deep center field. Trout on the run. Aaron Judge number 50. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Hi, quarter to six. Nice to have you with us. It's Wednesday. Good day. A lot of people go shopping today. We got to get ready for tomorrow. You got football tomorrow. And then... It is on the race to Christmas. What else, Al? A couple big mistakes people make with Thanksgiving, Jerry. They don't defrost their turkey. They don't give enough I don't time. Eat turkey, so like you got to defrost that turkey, Jerry, for like days. Yeah, I won't. I don't. Care. You're not a turkey person. No, not really? interested. In, no, too dry. Um, I just don't eat it. No, no not a fan. Uh, no, no. My wife will make me eggplant parm tomorrow. Oh. I'll have that with then the turkey sides. Okay, that sounds delicious. And I'll feel terrible ten minutes after I'm done eating it. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything where you put parm at the end of I it. I know, but it's so good. It's just heavy cheese. It's and, li- and it's literally, I would say, twice a year, my wife makes that for me. My birthday and for Thanksgiving. Perfect. <laughs> because I don't want to eat the turkey. Well, that's, that's, yeah. that sounds delicious, Jerry. I'd like to make that a tradition in my house. Oh, there you go. Well, you can make any tradition you want since you're the only one in your house. That's a fair point, Jerry. I Thank do have to learn much. how to make uh, eggplant parm, though. That's first. right. Uh, Ichiro Suzuki, Jerry. This is right up your alley. <laughs> oh, I saw this. I was like, go. I knew you were going to love Ichiro. this. Yes. He uh, he plays a all-star game every year, baseball, against uh, a team of the top high school girls baseball, baseball players. Not softball. Baseball, not softball. Yeah. And they play it in the Tokyo Dome. Which is really cool. Very cool. Yep. But if, lest you think, Jerry, that Ichiro Suzuki will go easy on high school girls. No, no. He pitched a 116-pitch complete game shutout. I wonder if there was a conversation when he was going to the ninth inning. we got to get him <laughs> out of here as he's approached 100 pitches. Ah, I love stupid. it. And he got a couple hits off these he girls. He was two for five. Yeah. I was impressed that they got him out three times. Well, I was reading each year. right. I was actually reading in a previous year. He went zero for five. Yeah, how about that? So this t- uh, top team of girls could not get a hit off Ichiro Suzuki. Jerry, well, he, did he throw a no hitter? No, he just threw a shutout. The complete game shutout. Yeah. So oh, they did they, get hits. They did get hits. I see what you're saying. They couldn't score a run. They could not put a run up on the board against my main and, man Ichiro. And did I read too where he did this a few years ago and threw a hundred and forty six pitch yes. complete game against them? <laughs> Correct. Right, but in those years, uh, the one year he went 0 for 4, one year he went 0 for 5. Yeah. 
because he does this every year. I think that I love is it. awesome that he does that. Me too. That is that's tremendous. And I love that he doesn't like let up on them. Like yeah, he's out there competing, competing. And that's it. Sounds like when you're talking about the top girls team in like. They're really good. Well, this is a group of all stars, right? So I was even watching. I was watching some of his at bats. He was fighting off pitches, Jerry. Like a like he wouldn't like fouling balls off and like just just trying to stay alive up there. I think that's outstanding. Who's the Very toughest cool. person you've ever faced, Ichiro? Roger Clemens or her? <laughs> yeah, or this gal up here. Was, yes. Yeah. So I didn't even know that they play women's baseball in Japan in high schools. I don't think we do that here, right? I don't know. High school I, girls baseball I team? honestly have no idea. Could could there be high school could there be girls baseball leagues? Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't I'm not aware of high school girls yeah. baseball, at least not in New Jersey. I don't know though. Maybe and there's there no male softball high school teams. I don't know that either. There yeah, could be. Yeah, I don't be. think so. I mean, softball is huge for men. Men don't play softball until they get like become fathers. Um, yes and no, that's not true. That's really not true. There is, I was actually just talking to my cousin, Tony, who's a, who played men's, Tony DeVito, not Tony DeVito, uh, Del Weiss. uh, men's fast pitch softball, very competitive, traveled all over the place for years, started doing that right out of college. Oh, fast pitch. Fast I'm not pitch. interested in that. He said they had a pitcher that came over every summer from Australia that just blew guys away. Yeah. Like it's it's really competitive. I see. I never got into softball because I hated that that arc crap. Yes, I never found a fast pitch league. That to me actually sounds fun. Yeah, I have caught myself when it's on. Like, let's say you go to like a a sports bar for lunch and there's no like like NFL games on. You go on like a random Tuesday or something. Right. And they'll have like girls college softball on, mm, which is unreal. Yeah, I actually find myself it's awesome watching it because of. They seem way closer to the batter, the pitcher does. They are. And they're... They're 45 feet instead of 60. Oh, is that right? Yes. Well, that explains it. That's why when they throw the ball, let's say, 68 miles an hour, you'll see the equivalent of, you know, a 70-mile-an-hour fastball from 45 feet is like 93 from 60. So, yeah, no, you're you're right about that. We went to... I took the boys to a Rutgers baseball game uh, last spring-ish towards the summer, and the girls softball were playing and the ladies softball were playing. So we went over and we were watching it. I was fixated on it. It is just, it's cool. And I like that they wear the uh, helmets with the face mask they on do. It. That's yes, what they I do. would wear for sure. Shocking. <laughs> when I was facing your uh, sons in uh, baseball, I put, I, I bought myself a batting helmet with a, well, I don't know why everybody doesn't wear those. The thing that goes around my jawbone. Yeah, it's a jaw guard. Yeah, jaw guard. A lot of kids, I need my jaw. A lot of kids do wear them now, and you see a lot of major leaguers that do it too. I don't know why everybody wouldn't wear that. Like, why would you not protect your jaw if you can? Right, because you're because you're so manly and That's you get so up stupid. there. Really, so stupid. It's like people who ride motorcycles with no helmet on. Idiots. You dopes. Yeah. You no, want to bounce your head off the pavement? I don't. No. And you'd be dead on contact, I You're would dead. think, right? Absolutely. All right. We got to take a break. Hold, hold your final story. Hold your final story. When we come back, we will wrap things up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. I've got about a minute or so left. The guys are standing by. What else, Al? I saw The Athletic, Jerry. They put out this thing where they go, oh, we polled a whole bunch of NFL players uh, to see which is the worst place to play, and they picked MetLife Stadium. Oof, okay. But I would say if I'm a Jet or Giant fan, I hang my hat on this because they said one of the reasons why they hate it there is that the uh, fans are horrible. I cannot be believe that, that if, the fans are more horrible than other places. Maybe That's the combination. Nonsense. Horrible fans, horrible field, horrible-looking stadium. They just put a new field in. Do we yeah. not know who to call to put We're not this field sure. in? Or is it because it's over the swamps of Jersey? Well, we they, don't know. They put a new field in. I know. I, they just replaced it before this season. Oh. Well, would they need? They want grass, Jerry. Uh, listen, I understand that. I would want grass too, but there's turf everywhere. Why are we always complaining about this one? No, it would really be cool, Jay, if they made it, if they simulated it to like 1980s and put a baseball field in there with the dirt. And concrete underneath? Yeah, and concrete underneath, and you played like as if it was like the old Three River Stadium. Yeah, I don't, they're not built that way size wise. I don't teams, think you could do that. Make teams pay when they get here, Jay. And then have people trip over the seams in the carpet? Yes. Where second base is supposed to be. I suppose you could do that. Yeah. There was a lot of grass fields on the WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.